welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Um, joining me this evening, I've got an alternative pop singer-songwriter, um, originally from the Milwaukee area. Uh, she lived in LA for a while, but um, has since um, uh, moved back here um, since uh, the pandemic. Um, she dropped her latest song. It's got to be one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, it's fantastic. It's just super adventurous, uh, and vibrant energy. Um, it's called Feel It All. And um, her, she dropped her last full-length album in 2018. It's called Freeform. Uh, I'm excited to talk to her about her passions for artistry and why she does what she does. Emily Brandt, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me, Ben. You're very welcome. How did I do there? <laughs> that was really good. I love that. I love that little intro that was Thank good you. the intros you know it's it's a, it's a very important part of the show you know <laughs> um but yeah uh, i'm excited to get to know you how are you how was your day today my day was good i've had a really busy week i you know since quarantine started i have learned a lot of things that I didn't have time to learn before. So I've taken the, the pandemic as an opportunity as, uh, as horrible as it is in many ways and how many things it's taken from a lot of people. I'm trying to, you know, make the best of it as I do um, as an optimist. <laughs> and so I've been, I learned how to record vocals from my own studio at home and been busy working on new music and yeah, I'm living the dream, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. As much as one can. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, everyone has to find their own silver lining through quarantine. Um, you know, obviously life just looks so different right now. And um, yeah, I feel like the best thing you can do is just sort of enrich your craft just internally. Um, which I feel like I've done too. I mean, it's been, it's been nice doing the show over Zoom. Um, I've been um, helping with uh, covering like all the Milwaukee music that's dropping these days because there is a lot of it. But um, yeah, I mean, I do miss shows and I do miss my friends. Yeah. So I'm kind of just filling the spaces with like things that I didn't have time to do previously, you know, it's the best I can do right now. Just keep busy, keep moving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah. Last week I went to the dentist for the first time in like, I don't know, like two years. Yeah. I, I've been putting it off for so long, but now is the time to, like you said, do the things you've been putting off for so long. Yeah, I I agree. Did you have any cavities? Two. Oh my yeah. goodness. That's pretty good for two years though, not going. Yeah. Um, I mean they filled them like right away. So I was only I was in and out in like an hour. I applaud you. That's really good. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> um <laughs> so what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we examine love and fear, passion and creativity. And um, so I've been familiar with you for like a year or so. Um, as I mentioned, I cover Milwaukee music and um, yeah, I'd heard of you that 
or is this um you know singer songwriter who's living in LA now and you've worked with some really awesome artists I mean I know you were on a song with Lenium and that's pretty awesome um and uh listening to some of your own songs like you've just got a really fun and uh like I said just really um like an adventurous pop sound that makes you feel like you know just like packing your things and just going on a on a mission and on a trip or something you know yeah yeah That's, uh, yeah it's uh it's been a long road i would have never expected i always wanted to do music but i would have never expected that i would be where i'm literally right this second um I've been very fortunate in a lot of ways and very unfortunate in a lot of ways, but I take, I take the good from any situation. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just been a long road. <laughs> yeah, totally. And we'll definitely, we'll get into all of that. Um, yeah. but first, um, Emily, I'd love to hear a little bit about your own beginnings with music. Um, when did it all kind of start for you? So when I was about 14, 15 years old, I was in school, obviously, and it was about an hour from the time I got home from school from when my stepdad got home from work. And I was not supposed to touch his acoustic guitar, but that was the hour that I touched his guitar. <laughs> and so over the course of a few months, it was like right around the time where Taylor Swift was like like blowing up initially when she was still kind of country and so I had taught myself a few chords to a few of her songs and eventually I started um I started um writing my own songs and then eventually I had to just tell my parents like hey listen like I I I just did a bad thing I regret the thing I did but I didn't regret it but <laughs> uh, I eventually in middle school in like eighth grade, I think I auditioned for the talent show and I played my first song that I ever wrote and um, did talent shows all throughout high school. And then um, the main reason why I do music is when I was a senior in high school, I got accepted into a few colleges and my grandfather was very adamant about all of his grandkids going to school and uh so i was gonna go to appease uh, the family <laughs> as a lot of people do i feel like and he my senior year he was actually on his deathbed and he and i would just sit down and talk for a long time and one day he was like you know emily i know that you know that i want you to go to college but I also know that music is where your heart is and I want you to know that college will always be there if you want to ever go but I feel like you should definitely just try to make it work in music first and then he died and then I graduated high school and I was like well I guess I'm not going to school <laughs> and right around that time is when my first manager approached me and he was like hey do you would you ever want to do music seriously and I was like yes actually I do um so he um, hooked me up with my first band and um, I ended up recording and releasing my first song which was an acoustic song and uh, shortly after that somebody had remixed it 
I think it was Rob Bello who first remixed something for me. And after that, I, I, it just kind of all happened so fast at that point. It was just like, I, I never, I always just had me and my acoustic guitar and I loved writing songs. And I just, every opportunity I had, I just said yes to, and I, I had a lot of fun. And um, not too many, not too long after that, I, I didn't really know who Lenium was at the time, and I didn't really understand how big that would become in the end. Um, but I, I got an opportunity to write a top line for a song on his record, Awake, and we sent it in, and he loved it, and it got on the record, and uh, that, that, was the, that was how that happened. <laughs> so that was, that's basically the short version. <laughs> That is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, did you um, grow up like singing? Like, were you like in choir, that kind of stuff? I was in choir. I never really took it too seriously. Like, I always liked singing, but I never really thought, and I really never saw that as a career path for myself um, until I graduated high school and that all happened. Um, I, I just... I've always loved art and I've always been very creative and I kind of bounce around honestly with like my I'm very just creative is the main thing but I bounce around between music and art and just like expressing myself in those ways I think I think at an early age I just found that that was something that really helped my mental health and helped me get out the things that I didn't know how to put into words necessarily um so yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah i think that's the best you know thing you can do for yourself like if you know finding ways to you know express your um, emotions you're working through or you know feelings that are unfamiliar to you or mental health related things like art is just you know the best way to put your feelings out there for in a way that, you know, the world can also connect with. Um, yeah. And so I'm glad you went that route too. Um, college sure isn't for everybody. Um, that's a, I feel like that's a really frequent topic these days. You know? uh, yeah. I, I go back and forth with myself. I, some days I'm like, wow, I really wish I had the stability of a degree of some sort and, you know, a, a, a higher education and, and other things. And um, I'm very grateful for what I have and what I've accomplished without those things. Um, but it is, it is more scary to go through life without, you know, it seems so silly without a piece of paper say like proving that you you know know stuff <laughs> um but you know it, it is what it is and I am just gonna keep doing what I'm doing as long as it's making me happy and as long as I'm bringing joy and connecting to other people um you know I have a lot of friends that did go to college and ended up doing something that they didn't really like or are passionate about. And so the trade-off for me is that, you know, maybe I don't have that stability in my life, but because obviously the music industry is a very unstable 
career path, <laughs> especially now that there's a pandemic and you know, no shows for the foreseeable future. But that's the trade-off is that I'm, I'm happy doing what I'm doing and I'm passionate about what I'm doing. Um, so I find a lot of value in that and I find a lot of solace in that. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you didn't need to go to college to make killer pop songs, which you do. Um, <laughs> Thank and you. yeah, you're welcome. And I graduated two years ago and uh, still don't have a full-time job. So, I mean, it's, it is kind of a trade-off. It's no guarantee either way you go, you know, I mean, sure. Like I graduated with a liberal arts degree. I graduated in journalism, but you know, I'd rather do like a more DIY approach to my journalism being like writing about music rather than serving some media conglomerate. Right. I feel like, yeah, that's the most important thing. As long as you're happy, it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the most valuable thing is if you're happy and you feel, you feel good. Yeah, totally. So, um, so once you like kind of started writing songs, um, uh were you like um playing out much like in the scene sort of like was that uh something that also kind of started at the same time I really didn't play many shows the first show I played was I was in high school and I had friends that I would you know jam out with and one day um you know cops like that custard place oh, of course the best. So like off of 76. So we were playing on the steps outside of there one day, me and my friend Michael, and just had our acoustic guitars, just singing some harmonies. And right next door, there's a Starbucks and the manager of Starbucks came out and he gave us like this piece of paper with his name and number. And he was like, hey, I'm actually looking for people to play music here. Like every every so often, do you guys want to play? And we were like, oh my God, we just booked our first show. <laughs> At, at a Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. Just, yeah. I've never even heard of live shows at Starbucks. Like, yeah. it was yeah. unheard of. But I still, like, I keep one shoebox full of, like, you know, like, birthday cards and notes and just, like, um, just, like, important things, but not important things. I still have the little piece of, like, receipt paper that he wrote that number on. And that that was my first show was at a Starbucks and I played there every so often. Um, I was I was so happy at the time, but looking back, I'm like, wow, that was really like not a big deal, but it was a big deal at the time. But it's it was it was good. It was really good. Yeah, no, that's quite a humble beginning there. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. I used to work at Starbucks. I wish we had live music shit. Yeah, I've no, I'm literally, other than that, I've never heard of any live music at any Starbucks. It's so yeah. corporate that I'm, I'm just like, that's so bizarre to me. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, if it was like a local coffee shop, I could, I, I could see it, but looking back, I had just some, like, dumbfounded about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, so, but, so in terms of, like, the actual Milwaukee music scene, you didn't play a whole lot of shows. no. I, I moved away from Milwaukee right after I graduated, basically, like right when I, when I was almost 19, and I moved to Madison. I lived there for about four years, because um, that's where my, my manager introduced me to my, my first band, 
and my band lived in Madison. I just was like, I got to get out of Milwaukee. I got to go see the world, which was only about an hour away. away. <laughs> <laughs> it's the world uh, when I was 18 and young and naive. That was the world to me. So, yeah. Um, what was your first band? Um, we never had like a band name. We always just, my managers always just wanted to go by my name. So it's always just Emily Brandt, but it was, um, Matt Lane and Andrew Zebulon. Um, and it was uh, just me and a drummer and a guitarist. Um, and we played, we played around, we played a lot of shows for a lot of years together. I was very like loyal to them as a band I just you know I think there's something to say for like being from the Midwest they're they're just loyalty and just people I now that I've been a lot of places and I've lived a lot of cities I've just realized Midwest people are just we got good hearts here you know really? <laughs> we just do <laughs> truly yes um yeah I I think especially in Wisconsin um I'm from the Chicago area and I find people are a lot friendlier up here um, than they are in the Chicago suburbs, you know? Yeah, um, and not to say people aren't friendly other places, more like other places you have to work for people's friendliness. <laughs> like you have yeah. people just aren't as trusting or as loving right off the bat. Whereas here people are like, you could be a stranger on the street and they'd be like, "You do you need anything? Like it's yeah. just it's just I can't really entirely describe it but you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I, I think what it is is you know how like people refer to southern hospitality I think there's like a northern hospitality um aspect to Wisconsin and I think that this is generally a very family-oriented culture um that exists up here um in s similar ways that it would in the south but just in like a frozen wilderness vibe. Um, the beer-soaked tundra, as some call it. <laughs> the beer-soaked tundra, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I know you mean though about like Southern hospitality kind of like going hand in hand with Midwest hospitality, which isn't, doesn't, it's not as much of a saying, I guess, but a few of my best friends are, like grew up in Alabama and their Southern hospitality is off the chain like they they really just shut everything down like they're like what do you need what can I get for you just and and I really felt so it was so relatable to me when I first met them I was just like this you're so different than me but so the same <laughs> we just we take care of people <laughs> totally beautiful um like it's just a beautiful universal language to have is yeah that caretaking make sure everybody's fed and everyone has something to drink yes. and everyone feels good it's sure it's the air is on the right temperature <laughs> yeah yeah anything yeah, of course need a place to stay yeah. what do you need do you need a uh, hug man oh i miss hugs by the way <laughs> you what would you say I miss hugs. Oh, yeah. I was never a hugger until a pandemic happened. And like, now I'm like, I just need, I need to be touched like in a very just wholesome way. I just need somebody to hold me. <laughs> I, 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 I miss hugs too. I mean, so, um, 
tell me about um, ending up in LA. Uh, so after Milwaukee, I lived in Madison for four years and I was dating someone who was taking a job in Boulder, Colorado and asked if I wanted to come with and I was like, yeah, I would love to. So I lived in Boulder for a few months and then I lived in Denver for two years and then I lived in my best friend's basement for about four months so that I could save up enough money to move to LA because it was just something I'd always wanted to do. Uh, I think being from the Midwest, I, I'm a person who romanticizes things. And I think that just goes with being a songwriter and a creative person too. I romanticize everything like more than I should for sure. Um, and I just always romanticized living out in LA with like the palm trees and the vibes and the weather and the music industry. And that was just where I felt like I wanted to be. Um, so I lived in my best friend's basement for a few months so I could, you know, save up to move there. And last June, I finally moved. And I lived there for just over a year before the pandemic happened. And I had an amazing time. I, I definitely realized I'm not really, you know, I'm more of a Midwest girl than I thought I was. I, uh, that was a, I always thought of Milwaukee as a city, but LA is like a whole different breed of, a, of city life. You know, it's just, it's very intense. Um, and, you know, I, I did love being there and I love that I don't have to romanticize the idea of being there anymore. <laughs> Um, but you know, when, when a, a pandemic happens, you really, you, you really are forced to sit and think about what's important to you. And, you know, everyone in my family is getting older and, you know, all my cousins that are basically my siblings that I grew up with, cause I'm an only child, but they're basically my, we're all within a year of each other and they, they both have kids now and, um, very, like, I, I just, I loved living in LA, but I'm happy to be back just even just for a little bit. Uh, I really was like forced to sit down and just think about what's important to me. And I didn't live in the same city as my family for eight years now. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a long time to only see your family like maybe one week out of a year, you know. Granted, I was doing cool things. I was happy and whatnot, but uh, LA yeah it's, it was a it was a it was a very fast year it went by really really quickly life just moves faster out there that was like that was definitely another difference I noticed between Midwest and West Coast is everything feels like it's everything feels like it's a sprint out there and here it feels like everyone's very chill and lax and just happy and having a good time and out there, everyone's like, we gotta go. We gotta just go until we burn ourselves out. Like, let's go. Which is also, you know, that was very motivating in a lot of ways. Um, it really gets you to like kick your own shit into gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe it. it. With a big city like that, I mean, there's a lot of that hyper competitiveness and constant yearning to outdo yourself. And mm -hmm. I feel like I would burn myself out like so much like in I guess if I wasn't like already like experienced in the industry I want to go in like I would 
yeah, I would just like lose it out there. But I feel like Milwaukee is a really great kind of what you were saying. You know, it's more lax and it's more like um, easy to infiltrate, you know, easy to make friends and a great city to grow in and a great city to um, just kind of like navigate your your direction and like what you want to do out here. And so for that reason, yeah, I have no reason to leave Milwaukee just yet. Yeah. And like when the pandemic happened, you know, I've, I've always been pretty vocal about my mental health stuff. And um, when the pandemic happened, I was kind of stripped of all my normal coping mechanisms of having routine and having, you know, things laid out for myself uh, in a way that felt comfortable to me. And then, you know, I, I all of a sudden had this huge shift and I, I just, I, I really realized after a couple months of being locked in my apartment and just kind of like going a little bit crazy, honestly, I was like, I, I need to go somewhere where, where I can heal, where I, I, there was a lot of things that came to light in, in all of that and being alone and being, you know, just trapped with my own thoughts and how I am and what I'm doing. And I really needed, I needed a safe place to come to heal. And, and the safest place I could think of was back home where everything started and where my family is and where my all my old friends were and so you know I think there might be a time where I move back to Los Angeles um, for for work um, or at least go like travel there often for work uh, like at least like a week out of a month or something but to me Milwaukee has just become this like you know, it, it became this, these open arms that just welcomed me back and reconnecting with family has been very important to my healing process. Uh, and I've always struggled with finding balance in my life in a lot of ways. So it's, it's been, it's been good. <laughs> I thank you for sharing all that. I, yeah, like, that's impactful, you know, to hear, especially as like an artist, that's like, you basically kind of like put like so much of your life kind of behind you and like left it here to pursue, you know, your own career and like, you know, find your own way in LA across the country. And that's, that's a huge undertaking. And uh, with the unprecedented scale of like how the pandemic would just, you know, throw everything off base for many of us, like having to cope with that and being robbed of your normal mechanisms of, yeah, finding meaning and closure and finding like peace. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Like, that's real. Like that's a super real, um, like personal confrontation that I'm sure many artists have had, but you know, I'm, I'm glad that you did what was right for you. You did what was right in your heart. Um, and uh, 
I definitely, the year, the, the word I've been using to describe this year is like, it feels like a very mortal year, you know, where anything could, it's been so unpredictable where like, you know, a new catastrophe could happen tomorrow. Like two months ago, I was talking to my therapist about like how I just feel like there's this gaping void, you know, within me of like this lack of feeling like I'm like, I feel so distant from everything. I feel detached from the things that are important to me right now. And it's making me feel like I'm losing control. And for that reason, like I needed to do the show again um, to talk to people again, to keep uplifting people and, and having conversations like these because not to sound morbid, but sometimes it feels like it's all you have, you know, like is your creative outlet. And it, it's not enough to just survive. We have, like, we are, our species, we, we have to connect with other people and we have to find ways to relate and we have to find ways to feel important and we have to find ways to feel valuable. And that, you know, I, I, you know, I can't describe how I feel when I get on stage and I'm performing in front of people, like that is one of my main ways I feel valuable. And that is one of my main ways that I feel that I can connect to other people in a very like positive way. Um, And yeah, like you're right, when those things are stripped, you really are forced to reconcile with that harsh reality. And it's it's really hard (laughs) yeah really hard um but I I, like I said like I've been saying I am a glass half full person I try to find the silver lining in everything I think that's like a huge way of how I get by and you know in in all of this craziness since March you know I've I've really sat with myself and realized what really is important is it is it me you know living out in LA trying to make my teenage dreams come true or is it like no it just became like my family I love my family and I and I I I got back to my roots and I learned some new skills and you know you got to take what you can from everything that comes your way yeah even though there's not a lot that we can take from everything right now there's really it's truly like the darkest times of my lifetime you know it's 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 just crazy it's it feels like the world is ending (laughs) yeah yeah it quite literally does um yeah like yeah, being at a limited bandwidth like we are right now, you can feel like your efforts to connect with your surroundings may seem futile or they may seem selfish right now because like we have to follow safety guidelines or we have to let people, you know, navigate their own issues right now or what they're going through like from a distance. Like it has kind of been really struggling to like you know see the optimism but you know I'm kind of like what you said um like you're glass half full person I I like to think I'm 
generally a pretty optimistic person. It's just like every, um, it feels like, you know, every um, greatest hurdle of um, sustaining that optimism has been thrown at us right now. So yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, we're the next. Yeah, we're facing this shit like we've never faced it before. Um, but um, so that being all said, let's talk about some music. Uh, Feel it all, your song that came out this past May. Um, I'm not kidding. I absolutely fucking love that song. Um, and uh, the first time I heard that, that song was like the one that made me be like. I, I really got to interview her. Like, I really got to talk to her about like what she's doing right now. Cause that song felt like something that will be in like a commercial for like a new movie, you know? Um, so tell me about that song and kind of what your inspiration was behind it. Honestly, Ben, that song is about tripping balls with your best friends. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of wrote it in a way that, you know, it wasn't as blatant. Because um, I, I don't, I wanted it to be a little bit more open than that. I think music is powerful and that you can take it how you want to take it. Um, and I like leaving things a little bit open-ended. But honestly, for me, I, I wrote that song about tripping balls with my best friends. That's amazing. <laughs> Um, and I, I'm sure, like, anyone who hears me say that will, like, go listen to the song and, like, hear it a little bit differently than they heard it before. Um, but I don't know. Like, when I, when I hear the song, I, I think about just, like, what I visualized when I wrote the song was just, like, driving down the, the PCH, like, in a car with the top down and the sun is shining and you're just vibing out with like yeah. music blaring it's totally. just like i really wanted i i spent a lot of time and you can hear it kind of in my like discography over time i i really I, yes i'm an optimist but i always joke that i'm a dark optimist and i i do have this very like i i make light of my depression and my darkness <laughs> uh I think it's like, you know, we all have a little bit of that darkness in us. And I think that's like just how we can relate sometimes. But I just, I really finally wanted to make like a feel good song. I've written a lot of really sad, really emotional, really intense, dark songs. And I finally, in the past year or two, I've and kind of turning over a new leaf of like I, I, I really want to write music that is happier and feels good and is fun and is not so serious all the time because I just I I think that's where my strong point is is I write really intense dark music and I've had I've had the wonderful pleasure of being able to collaborate with some really cool writers and producers and I I kind of like decided that I wanted to let these other influences come in and bring some more light than was there before um so this was kind of my first song of like I'm kind of shifting gears a little bit you know I, I'm you know I'm 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 honestly I'm taking a 
a step away from the EDM features, even though I found obviously a lot of success in that. That was really cool, but it wasn't entirely where my heart was. And I want to focus on my own route right now. And um, it was kind of my first release where I'm stepping in that new direction, which was kind of scary. It's it's scary when you find success in one in one place and then you're like yeah but I kind of want to go this way I'm feeling like I want to go this way you know it, it it's uh it was scary but I feel like the response to it was really good and very encouraging for me as an artist to not be afraid to step in those other places and to kind of get outside of my comfort zone a little bit and just kind of have more fun with it. I f and especially right now, I feel like people need more fun stuff, you know? Yeah, definitely. People, people want to like feel good even for three minutes of a song. People want to just feel good. <laughs> oh yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. For that reason, I've been watching like a lot more comedy lately. Um, I feel like we just need some lighthearted laughs in our lives right now for sure but um yeah um yeah well i think you absolutely succeeded and you did deliver like just a really sunny bright pop song that kind of like what the way you described it about like top down you know driving on a highway with like your best friends like it's a like a picturesque way to to Put yourself in that song and i like the whistles a lot in the background <laughs> the whistles are are great um, i honestly i can't whistle <laughs> <laughs> one of my produced like one of my collaborators he produced this song and uh co-wrote it with me his name's steve pagano um he actually whistled that part for us uh shout out to steve i oh. I can kind of whistle just very quietly and not as, uh, not as good. So. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That all being said, um, so since that song, what have you been working on? I have so much new music <laughs> yeah. that I'm just kind of building up. Um, I'm really taking the time now. There was time now to focus my direction and you know there's a lot of artists that kind of just release songs left and right and don't really think too much they're just like we got to get the or their labels are pushing them and they're like you got to get this song out by this time and you got to do this i'm really you know there's a lot to be said for you know taking the time for my mental health and just getting right and getting healthy and uh, lately my physical health I've been having some troubles with that as well so it's just added this whole new stress factor but I've really been taking my time now and kind of exploring and defining who I want to be I've released one album I've done a lot of singles I've done a lot of features and now is the time where I'm like I really would love to define who I am as an artist and I really would like to hone in on my sound and 
you know, it's taken a lot of time to sit back and think about that and think through that. And um, so I've been, I've been writing a lot. Like I said earlier, I've been learning a lot about, you know, I just learned how to track vocals from my home studio, which is something I have never done before. I've usually just gone into studios and done that. So mm. that's been really cool to learn about that. I'm learning how to produce. Um, I am going to, at an, at an undisclosed time, will be releasing a song that I've completely produced on my own. So that's really exciting and very scary for me. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> we love to see it. I'm so excited to hear what you've been working on. And, you know, like we've been saying this whole time, like, I'm, you know, you're picking up new skills and you're, yeah, you're, you know, enhancing what you can do like on your own. And that's the, it's great way to do it and I'm, I'm happy for you uh teaching yourself some new things and um yeah I look forward to what's in the chamber thank you I'm super excited super nervous <laughs> super excited <laughs> oh you're gonna do great no you will um so um as we're closing out here Emily um tell me what keeps you up at night what keeps me up at night yeah, these are the questions I ask everyone at the end. <laughs> um, I lately, lately, if I drink caffeine past 3 p.m., that honestly keeps me up at night, which is a new thing for me. I'm like, why am I, why can't I sleep? Oh, yeah, I, I drink, because I drank caffeine kind of late. Um, on a very real physical level, that's what keeps me up at night. <laughs> That's valid. That's that is super valid. I I drink too much coffee throughout the day too, and I get a really bad crash at like four or five p.m. It's the worst. Yeah. Um. What What keeps me up at night? Um. You know the state of the world. Um. The injustice keeps me up at night. I just. I go to bed a lot of nights just thinking about how upsetting, to put it very simply, how upsetting it is that, you know, there are things going on in our country and in the world that should not be happening. <laughs> it's, it's just insane to me that things that are happening are still happening after all this time. And, you know, they say history repeats itself. Um, and lately I've been thinking like, it almost feels like our world is kind of just uh, a boot camp for our souls to like come and learn things, but it, it feels kind of like nothing really gets better sometimes. And maybe that's just the darkness, but it just feels so unfair and it feels so sad and so hopeless sometimes. Um, Cause you know, we're all people and that's, it's just, it just seems so simple to me that, you know, that we're all just people and we're all just living here. Nobody asked to be here. Exactly. 
and some people feel like they're worth more than other people and that just right simply it's a real bummer man oh yeah oh, <laughs> it totally. just makes me so sad that's i mean that's the majority of what keeps me up at night in my thoughts i just i can't i can't wrap my head around it because i can't relate to people who feel like they're more important than other people yeah i just can't i can't wrap my head around it it's right it's almost debilitating to 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 realize that some people are so detached from feeling just i feel so connected to everyone you know and i feel like we're all just like i said nobody asked to be here in this life yeah. nobody asked to be on this earth and it's right. such a crazy trip to be here yeah yeah for what reason because like it's like all that said yet people are still people's lives are still getting politicized their rights right. are being politicized right i have people very close to me who are like i don't want to talk about politics i don't want to see politics on my social media i just want to see cute puppies you know i want to see little babies and cute puppies and i'm like like that's such a privilege to politics. have the, the yeah. problems in our world right now is it's not politics it's 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 not yeah. political it's not up for debate it's right me, it's not up for debate yeah same and that's what same. politics is 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 debating and opinions and it's not a matter of opinion to me it's a matter of morale morality <laughs> yeah i yeah i totally agree i mean it's like the privilege that someone can have to say oh i I try to stay out of politics or I don't want to see politics or why does everything have to be so political? It's like, well, the privilege you have that, you know, things about your life aren't being. You don't have to be now. so involved. Yeah, exactly. Good and for like, you. <laughs> have some fucking empathy. Right. And, and that's a big thing is the lack of empathy. I, I, a lot of times feel like I have a little bit too much empathy in a lot of ways. I can make, excuses for anyone no matter how horribly they treat me or something I can always just be like oh they're just having a bad day you know like I'm just overly empathetic but I find that the main problem across the board right now is that people are so detached and they're so not empathetic towards anyone and they're only seeing their own path and their own self and their own it's it's just I mean yeah that's what keeps me up at night I just I can't even wrap my head around it it's yeah. it's so so unbelievably sad <laughs> well on the flip side what puts you to sleep what puts you to sleep edibles yeah, hell yeah <laughs> that's a common answer i get that one i get that or weed really yeah um yeah i don't know uh i'm i'm a really i'm a really good sleeper i i was touring with this i was playing guitar in november uh for this band called american teeth check them out it's mm. amazing uh, and I would always tell people, I'm like, yeah, this is my, my, if I, if I had a superpower, it would be that I can fall asleep anywhere at any time. 
and like I can fall asleep on a couch, I can fall asleep on the floor, I can fall asleep at 6 p.m., I could fall asleep at 5 a.m., it just doesn't matter, I just, I can't, and then once I'm asleep, I don't even like get up to pee, I'm just out, and I'm just deep, I'm like, I swear to God, I leave my body when I sleep. <laughs> Man, that is an art form. Yeah, it's my superpower. Um, yeah. It's very, it's a very valuable, I, I mean, would I have chosen another superpower? For sure. But also, it's, uh take what I can get. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Emily. Um, I, uh, yeah, like I said, I really enjoy your music. And I think you are on a roll right now from the sound of it. And I appreciate that you can be so vulnerable, you know, like talking about like, you know, the the distressing energy you've absorbed from the world in this time, but how you're still, you know, finding ways day by day to see the beauty in life. Um, I think, you know, that's like the number one rule. So I'm I'm glad that uh I'm glad that um you're still working on stuff and uh yeah, and like I said, I do really appreciate you being on the show. Well, thank you for reaching out. Thank you for having me on the show. I This is my first podcast I've ever done, so <laughs> I have really enjoyed myself. I've enjoyed talking to you. Good. And, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, okay. for everyone watching, uh, be sure to check out Emily Brandt, our music. I'll be uh, posting link. and. Uh, Look forward to what she's got in store. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.